this week on the Time Bat Show. Yes, it is tomato juice and clam juice and like salt. I like it. Yeah. You've had it before? Yeah. <laughs> really? You like it? You put it in beer and it cures hangovers. Why would you put it in beer? Because it. Who <laughs> invented this? Like, let me put some clam juice in my tomato juice and then add that to a beer. It kind of tastes like a Bloody Mary if you add hot sauce. Okay, but why clam juice? Like, why do you need to add that? Why not tomato juice? <laughs> I know what you're saying. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Time Bat Show. I'm one of your hosts, Time Asus. I'm your other host, Bat Snacks. And I believe this is episode 163 of the show. How are you today? It's been a rough week, a really long week. It has been a rough week. Are you you working from home yet? No, they're not going to close our offices until... Until the end of days. Until the end of days, I guess. I've been working from home for a week. Uh, they told us to work from home on Friday. Uh, to give context to this to this episode, because maybe people don't know, this is the virus week, month, if you will, of, of the war- year 2020. And we are living through a global pandemic where you're not supposed to go outside and do yes. things. Uh, anyway, I was at, so I've been working from home for a week and, um, it's rough. It's really <laughs> rough. It's not that I can't do things I normally can, like they're slower because I have to do it from home. I think it's just that I'm like stuck in the same spot all day. Like right now I'm sitting exactly where I was working like 20 minutes ago. Oh no. You know what I mean? And it just, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Um, so I've never worked from home before. Is this your first time doing that? No, I've worked from home once before. Um, okay. It was, is, uh, for six Is it months. different now? Since, it, you know, I mean, I, I'm guessing when you were working from home last time, there wasn't a global pandemic that you had true. to pay attention to as well. Uh, it's different now in that I'm more anxious, yes. Um, it's different now in that it's harder to do my work because like we weren't set up for it as well as we'd want, you know, to be. So it's like harder to do stuff, but we're getting there. But so in those respects, it's harder. I'm more anxious and it's, you know, harder to do work. Um, but in the other respects, it's a similar, like if I separated my anxiety about the world from working from home, I think I have the same kind of view of it. It's just, it's hard to work from home because you're cooped up inside all day and you have to get, like, you. I need to get outside, like, even if it's just air or whatever. It's hard for me to be in the same place and sit still. And I found that I do either two types of work while working from home and none other. I either have a shorter day where I only work, like, six and a half hours because I'm, like, four o'clock rolls around and I'm, like, screw it, I'm done. Or I work, like eight nine ten hours because i lose track of time mm-hmm. and what ha- like for example today i got up at eight o'clock because that's when i normally get up to go to work and i started working at eight thirty, and i worked until you know 30 minutes ago um 
which is nine hours, not eight hours, right? Like, yeah. so you kind of lose track of that that time um, when you're working from home. But yeah, it's rough. Also, I have allergies really bad right now. Yes. We have something called, um, God, I already forgot the name. Barry Bark. You said it. I don't think that was it. But. They like created an, it's like a new allergy. Like this week, it's like new. I've never heard of it before. Hackberry. 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 I've never heard of this in my entire life, and it has cropped up this week, of all weeks. So, like, my head hurts. I have, like, nasal congestion, you know. It's rough, but, I mean, I'm okay other than that. Um, I'm pretty much just as good as you could be right now, uh, which is to say not very good. Um, (laughs) But how are you? How's your week been? Uh, My week's been rough. So, Friday is when... Like, it started to get really crazy, right? That's when most places closes. Yeah, Yeah, last Friday. So that was, like, six days ago now. Mm -hmm. I happened to be traveling, like, over the weekend when Mm -hmm. everything was going down. And I I traveled to one of the worst places to go. Yes! For for the the pandemic situation. Good. And I ate out every day because, like, what How am I going to get food? My house is... No, you have no... (laughs) You know, you have no choice. Like, I felt bad because, you know, as I'm going throughout my day, I keep checking, you know, the news and Twitter and they're like, stay inside. You're a bad person if you don't. And I'm like, but I need to eat. <laughs> but you had no choice because you had, had to no travel choice. for work, right? Yeah, I did. And Oof. the bad thing about that is, you know, it's it's like you were saying when when you're not at your desk, you lose track of how many hours you're working. Yeah. So I would go home to the hotel at night and just keep working. And yeah. I would be up till like 10 and be like, whoa, what am I doing with myself right now? <laughs> what am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't separate it. Um, yeah. Because you don't separate it. Yeah. And you don't leave. So it, it feels like I didn't have a weekend at all. Mm-hmm. It feels like I've yes. been working for like 13 days. Remember straight. when you were so excited to go there and have a weekend? Uh, yeah. And this whole thing had to happen. That sucks. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. We're going to get through this, maybe. Probably. I've been... <laughs> Are we? <laughs> is it going to be okay? What's your... Uh, what is your percentage? Like, give me your your, your guess. Uh, <laughs> should I say? <laughs> yes, you absolutely should. We need some levity in this situation. What are the might odds? might not be levacious. <laughs> What are the odds for for you, for us, getting through this situation? Like, all of humanity. All of humanity? Okay. I was going to give the odds for just me, but oh. if you want all of humanity, it's going to be worse. Um, really? Maybe 50-50. <laughs> you really think it's that bad? It isn't good. <laughs> I mean, do you it think it's good? good? You can convince no, me. No, it's be. not good. <laughs> It isn't good. That's a good episode title for today. It isn't good. Because <laughs> it's not. You're right. You're right. I'm going to say 60-40. It's not much higher. But nope. I'm going to give a little bit of hope there. You know, I think we can get through it if we do the right things. But unfortunately, humanity <laughs> is not very good at banding together. Um, yeah. I was reminded of this. I keep telling you about this, but people frighten me when they panic. I think that's scarier to me than this disease in general. 
and it like might disease virus whatever it is and for a while there i was like convinced more people were gonna like get hurt over that now i have no idea but the point is that people are panicking and have been panicking for like two weeks straight and you would think there'd be a time where they're like all right this is the new normal i'm not gonna panic anymore but it just keeps happening you know like you'd think there'd be like a peak panic and then we just go downhill from there you know not that the virus is getting any better but like there'd be a peak panic and like you just can't panic anymore it's like well i've already panicked as much as i possibly can this is this is it you know what i mean just accept it you know but no one has done that yet yeah well, it's the problem out. is you know you have unlimited things to panic about like there is no limit to the amount of panic inducing content that's out there right now and the like, problem if you is... want it you can get it whenever right, you want right i can now. be in the bathroom and be like you know what i'm feeling a little bit too good right now i need to just find I need to, something i to... need to panic more yeah and that's what we're doing and i think like like i think social media is great for spreading information but I think it's 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 really shooting us in the foot right now, because you have tw- like you said you have twenty four seven access to panic whenever you want it, and like if you're feeling good, like if for an hour you forget this whole thing is going on, you're like playing a video game or watching a movie or having dinner with your significant other or whatever you were doing, you know you're like oh this is nice, and then you like walk away and you're like oh you know what I should do a virus update really quick on my phone do do do, and then there you are back to panicking again. Yeah. You know, because you have twenty four seven access to panic anytime you want, and I think that's that's a problem. And you know, it feels good. It feels good to be the first to panic about something. It does, yeah, it does. Like if you're the first one of your friends that learns that oh, so and so school closed down, or oh, did you hear there's a new case at the hospital of yeah, Saint whatever. Lucius saint, or whoever? It's not saint, a real saint. Saint but. Lucius the. The benign. The benign. <laughs> benign. <laughs> it's not very remarkable. <laughs> well, that might well, be my patron saint, dude. Lucius the benign. What would he even have done to become a saint at that point? He was here. He. <laughs> he. Uh... He like donated some money to like some orphanage. Once, no miracles were attributed to him, but he was kind of cool. Like he hung out with people. He was like Jesus' uncle or something. Like that. <laughs> he was his cool uncle. He never really did anything, but he was okay. He like fed people sometimes. Like he would have house parties, and it's like, come on over. I got some bread here. You know, Jesus, you can turn it into more bread if you want, but. but yeah anyway um yeah you keep reading it so what i've tried to do and i don't know how successful this has been but i'm trying to stop reading the global news and only read the local news and the reason for that is the global news is just going to keep getting worse you know you're just going to keep hearing like no matter what like even if like south korea and china are doing well right italy's doing terrible France and Spain are doing bad. Like, there's all these countries that are, like, getting new, terrible things that are happening. So, like, with the global news, even if there's good stuff happening somewhere, all you're going to hear about when you read the global news is the bad, right? 
And it's not necessarily happening to you locally, but it's happening in the globe, and you're just going to panic. So, like, why are you reading that? What's the point? What you really need to know in this crisis is what is happening in your current area, because that will inform what is going on. Because Mm -hmm. what's happening in China has no bearing on what's happening to you right now. You know, like, there's nothing to do with it. So you really just need, I'm just trying to read, like, what's going on locally, how we're containing it locally, you know, da-da-da-da-da, and ignore, like, oh, a billion more people are dead in India or whatever, you know. Yeah. I don't want to read that. Do you know why that's hard, though? Even the local news reports on global news. They do. So it's it's tough. They just won't stop talking about it. Yeah, it's hard, but I'm trying to only do local because I feel like it's more it's more helpful. It's more informative to what I need to know. It's like what I need to know and nothing more because I don't need to know what's happening in the globe because that's not going to help me right now at all. It's just going to make me panic, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. <sighs> it's tough out there, but I mean, is it not- exciting too? Is it exciting? I think it's exciting too. Why is it's it like a double, it's a double edged thing because it feels it feels really unique and novel and like I mean we're going to look back on this and it's going to be like a big part of our memory, you know, as a human race, right? Right. Like it's a big event. Like um like I kept thinking like weeks ago like oh this is a big deal but we're going to forget about it once it it goes away. Um but now I don't think that cuz of the ramifications it's had, right? Yeah. Like, if it continued the trend it did a couple weeks ago and, like, got some people sick, some people died, and then it went away, we would have forgotten about it. But because of the fact that it's, like, closing things down and there's, like, weeks where we're not allowed to go to restaurants or bars or anywhere, you know, uh, except the grocery store, that's what's going to stick out in people's head. Not the virus, right? Yeah. I mean, that's going to stick out in people's head if they're affected by it, but... I'm not going to remember the virus. Like, I'll remember that that's why everything shut down. But the thing that I'll remember is being in my home for however many weeks, not right. going out, you know. People will remember what affected them personally. And yeah. since this is so widespread, it's just happened, like, it's affecting every person personally. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, one person will remember it because, oh, you know, that's the month I couldn't pay rent because I got laid off at my job and I, like, couldn't yeah. afford beans at the store or whatever and another person will remember it as oh you know that's that's that week you know so and so whatever like it's affecting everyone like i had to pick up my kids from school right people working from home they or they're not working at all and that sucks yeah that's the week i had to work from home and i had these crazy thoughts and i made this breakthrough and well it's gonna be a it's gonna be a lot more than a week but yeah. yeah that's the thing that scares me the most i think is the uh, nobody knows how long it's going to go on for, yeah. You know, and it could be, could be week, could be months, could be years. Like we have no idea, we have no idea, and <clears throat> I think our global economy could probably take maybe a month or two more of this. Maybe two months tops. I think after that. It's over. It will collapse, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think it's just too much of a strain on everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And Hopefully not everything will collapse at the same time. As, but, but, you know, everything is connected, so... I don't want to be a downer, but everything has a ripple effect, right? Everything's connected, yeah. like you said. So, like, this one thing affects this other thing, affects this other thing, affects this other thing. And it's good that they're closing everything down now, because they need to, and that we need to contain it when we can. But if it's not safe in two months, and we continue having everything shut down, then it's going to get worse in other ways than just the virus, people are not going to be able to afford to eat anymore. You know, people are going to be homeless. People are going to be not be able to afford medication. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the part that scares me, not the virus. The fact that if this goes on longer than a few weeks, then we're all fucked unless some miracle happens or unless they just decide, well, we tried. Let's open everything up again. People are going to die, but that's what we have to do. You know, which I I don't want to be a pessimist, but I almost think if it doesn't improve in two months, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I know that's a really scary thing to say, but. So I have an idea. I have an idea for how we can get through this. Yeah. Tokyo needs to change all their buildings so that they can go under the ground. Mm-hmm. And then all the buildings will submerge. How would that help the virus? Hear me out. Okay. Once the buildings submerge, you have to build giant robot suits. Okay. 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 Got it. <laughs> that only 12-year-olds can pilot. And then, <laughs> then you'll unleash the giant robot suits against <laughs> the, virus the virus and the bad humanity upstairs. Uh, so it's Evangelion. <laughs> that's what. That's how you fix it. I love it. And we need our own version in America. That's not as good, you know. Yeah, it's like a rip off or something. Yeah, it's bad version. That's how you fix it. So everyone gets robot suits. And they're giant and they fight the virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is kind of like Evangelion because you made a comment that was like, "The angels attack." Right, and they keep attacking, and they we think they're gone, and then they just come back, and that's what could happen with the virus, right? It's like yeah, we think that, we got it under control, and then it's like, just kidding, we're back months yeah, later. That's one of the scariest things to me because this is what this is novel coronavirus number two now. 19. Like there wasn't number one; it was SARS. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Now we're at number two. What if there's what number if, three? What if there's a three? What if there's a four? What if this is it happens every year until the end of time? Like it could. It could. I mean, we we'd get good at preparing for it though. Oh yeah. We'd get better robot suits, you know. <laughs> every year we'd get better at it. But I mean, that's scary to think about this happens every year. Like what's scarier that this could happen could go on for a very long time, longer than we all thought, or we 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 ride it out for a month or two and contain it but then it happens every single year after that yeah Do you think that part that is scarier uh they're both really bad yeah I, I feel like getting a break we could at least get good at it but if we if we get like an extra long version of the virus right now there's not a chance to get good at it first yeah we need a break so we can like get good at it like once we contain it be like okay now what's our plan next time like let's figure this out now while we have the chance to yeah you know give us a chance to you know do 
some big stuff we had planned. Like, let's have a little bit of an election over here. Let's have a little bit of, you know, let's double down on that supply chain there. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's rough, man. It's rough. My company, like, because this happened over the course of a week, and my number one job has been trying to prepare people that need to work remotely to be able to do so. But we weren't ready to send everybody home as quickly as we needed to. So, yeah. I don't know. If we had that in place, like, it would be a lot easier in the future. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd rather have the the break, probably, and just it happen every year. Because you're able to, you know, to uh, do something about it, basically. Yeah. But right now, it just seems like a hopeless, like, we're just fighting against something that never might, ne- might never, like, happen or whatever. It's rough. It's interesting because um, people are making a lot of comparisons to the Spanish flu, which happened 100 years ago, oddly enough, and how it killed a crap ton of people and infected the whole globe. That was in 1920 or 1919, and people didn't travel as much then, and people travel all the time now. So it's like, it's it's different because we're spreading it a lot faster, but we have the technology to detect it probably a lot more, so it's like a weird, I don't know. I think it's thing. totally different. Like it, the, it, it, it is totally different, but the panic factor also wasn't there in 1914 or whenever it was. <laughs> right, people didn't even know it existed until they died of it, probably. You know, um, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a strange comparison, but uh, I think like I don't remember the death toll, the Spanish flu, but um, it's a lot. What is the... Are you looking it up? What's the death toll of the Spanish flu? I'm looking it up right now. Of course, no one is telling me because... Okay, (laughs) here we go. Everything's talking about this virus and comparing it to... uh, An infected 500 million people. That's insane. 27% of the world population. Um, And... That was only 27% of the world's population? Wait, Back then. Multiply that times four. Oh, (laughs) no. We've gotten bigger. What... We've gotten a lot And then bigger. the death toll is estimated to have been anywhere from 17 to 50 million, and possibly as high as 100 million, Make it, making it one of the deadliest epidemics in human history. That's nuts. Um, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of variants. Yeah. Well, they probably didn't have good reporting there, but 17 million is the low end of people dying. That's a lot of people dying. 27% of the world got infected, which is crazy. Um, but this is similar. The virus, coronavirus is similar in that it's flu symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mortality rate is similar, I think. Um, I'm looking but at Johns Hopkins. It looks like 9,843 deaths so far and 242,000 confirmed cases. Yeah. So, yeah, we're getting... We're getting we're there. Get, we're getting there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. Um, it's something that you don't really think about as... Like, you hear about the Spanish flu, but you don't really think about that as something that happened like right before the 1920s. Um, because that's what did happen before the 1920s. 
Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see how they got over it or whatever, you know. Yeah, um, and did well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they didn't do very well. A lot killed a lot of people, but after the after it left, they I mean, the twenties were very good until the depression hit. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, anyway, I don't want to talk about the coronavirus anymore. I, I mean, feel that we it's all anyone can talk about, and it's like annoys me because there's nothing to talk about more. Um, so let's do our first, our first trivia question today. Okay. Your first trivia question is about literature. What lifeline will you choose? Uh, literature, um, 50-50. Okay. Your first question is, what was the name of Hermione Granger's pet cat? Oh, God. Is it A, Timbleton's? Is it B, McCavity? Is it C, Crookshanks? Or is it D, Harry Potter? <laughs> that would be really funny if she named her pet cat, cat Harry Potter. She might have. I mean, she could have. Crookshanks sounds like a cool cat name. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what it is. What were the other ones? Timbletons and McCavity. McCavity? Yes. These all sound very British. <laughs> Which, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Because her name is Hermione. What kind of name is Hermione anyway? Is that like a real name? I'm not sure. What kind of name is Harry Potter? <laughs> That's the worst name. <laughs> Where did J.K. Rowling get these names? Ron Weasley, Harry Terrible. Potter, Hermione Granger. It's almost like she asked, like, like her niece like tell me the worst names you can think of off the top of your head and she just wrote those down and she's like that's it harry potter that's the name i'm going with it sounds so bad you know when i was a kid i i never read the harry potter books but originally the reason i didn't want to read them is because harry potter was such a bad name that i was like there's (laughs) no way that's a good book like what are you guys talking about? It's called Harry Potter. Why Why are you reading that? It's a terrible name. Like, really? And Harry Potter? It would, Potter? <laughs> it would be one thing if the main character was called Harry Potter and the book was called, like, The Wizarding School or something, right? It's like, yeah. okay, I can get behind wizard stuff, but the books are literally called Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, they pick the bad name for the main character as the book title. And that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they should have snuck it in. Like, <laughs> like, like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like, it's like there's like a Harry Potter part of the book title that's like at the bottom. You know? No, I say it's terrible. I say you just don't mention it in the title. You write the whole book in first person, so it's like I, the wizard, and then at the very end, it reveals the whole time. <laughs> His name was Harry Potter. And then you're like, what? His name is Harry Potter? What an awful name. I think we've gotten desensitized to how bad the name Harry Potter is. Yeah. Because the first time I heard it, I was like, that's a terrible name. Like when I was like 10. And so did you. But now we've gotten desensitized to it. Like people hear Harry Potter, they're like, oh, yeah, Harry Potter. That's cool. I love Harry Potter. But we don't think about how dumb the name is. Like if we like taught aliens cool name conventions and then mm-hmm. told them the name harry potter they'd be like what that's the name you <laughs> went with harry potter um 
Anyway, I'm going to use 50-50 on this one. Okay. It is either Timbleton's or Crookshanks. God damn it. Those are my two that I thought they were. Timbleton's or Crookshanks. I'm going to go with Crookshanks because I think it's cooler, but I actually think it's Timbleton's. But I'm going with Crookshanks' final answer. Crookshanks is correct. Really? Yes! Hermione has cool pet names. So that's your cat, right? Yeah. Crookshanks. That's cool. Well, at least they had a good name for the cat. You know, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be no. funny if her cat's name was Harry Potter, though? Wouldn't that be kind of creepy in, like, a, ooh. Uh, like you know, she like, named, she named her cat after, after him. After the fact, like, Harry, I'm naming my cat after you. So and he's like, like, okay, Hermione, that's kind of weird, but you do you. <laughs> and she's like, I will. Don't worry. Um, Crookshanks would have been a much better title for the Harry Potter novel series, don't you think? It sounds so cool. Crookshanks. Yeah, how about something like Michael Crookshanks? Like, yeah. that's a sick name. And then it's like, whoa, what is this about? Michael Crookshanks and the Philosopher's Stone. It's like, okay, I'm on board with this. Yeah, I'm in. Sounds that sounds cool. cool. But Harry Potter, no. Michael Crookshanks and the Goblet of Fire. Like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Like, oh, never mind. I don't want to hear read that. I'm not interested in that. Yeah, that sounds like Michael Damon plays him instead of uh, what's his Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, who's Michael Damon? Uh, no, not Michael Damon. What's Matt his Damon. name? Matt Damon. Yeah, mm. I got confused with Michael Crookshank. It's okay. I just got a text from a number I do not know, and the text reads: "Just put a sign on your door that says under quarantine due to coronavirus. That should keep people away." And I don't know who this text is from. It's from a number I don't recognize. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, that's really creepy. Do you think they have a wrong number, or do you think they actually know who I am? Like, and it's unresponded, right? It's it's odd, because it's only responded to me, and yet there's no message history. You know, it's like, what is happening here? Is it your area code? No, I have no idea who it is. Hmm. Hopefully it's a wrong number. It sounds kind of weird and stalkerish. Like it sounds like, "Hey, I might be by later. You better put But it a almost sign sounds up. like there was a separate conversation and then they are like replying to that in this text message. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz it says just put a sign up. I don't know, it's creeping me out. I'm going to delete it. Should I delete it? Just delete it. That sounds bad. Yeah. Delete it. Okay. Got it. Also, I have my parents texting a giant chain that is like the National Guard is going to issue a full lockdown of the United States for two weeks starting Saturday, which isn't going to happen. But there's a lot of uh, you know bad like social media rumors about that right now. Yeah, virus chat. You know. Yeah, I think well, most families right now have their virus chat. Yeah, and I know, just got rope bumping. into my into mine dad side virus chat and it's not a good it's not a good virus chat <laughs> it's uh it's people freaking out That's and people good. like oh the national guard is going to lock down the united states you're not going to be able to leave your home it's like no it's not going to happen because they did that they would have more people destroy property and get infected by rioting than the virus would kill so i don't know people are freaking out as they tend to do um, As they should, honestly. 
Yeah, it seems like there's only two responses to this. It's like one is there's nothing. It's fine. Nothing's wrong. And the two is like, oh my god, we're all gonna die. There's no like reasonable middle ground here. Um, all right, I didn't want to talk about this more, but I got that text and it was ominous, so I. It's okay. To it, uh, I have some ask questions for us today. If you want to do some of those, let's do them. Um, this one is simple. What is your favorite soup? My favorite soup is clam chowder. Really? Yes. The thing about clam chowder is it's hard to find good clam chowder. I don't know. Like, I like it too, but sometimes sometimes I've had bad clam chowder. I kind of like the bad clam. Like, the one you get in the can that's like... Do you really? I really do. Why? Because, I don't know, it just... It reminds me of my childhood because that's, I never had like the grilled cheese and tomato soup mm. growing up. For me, it was grilled cheese and clam chowder. And bad clam chowder. Not bad. Like it's what's canned. The, what, canned. What's that brand? Progresso. Oh, okay. Progresso. They make yeah. good soup. They make good soup. So Progresso clam chowder. I can, I have a high tolerance for like that funky clam flavor. <laughs> Because I grew up with it, though, I think. I do not like the funky clam flavor. Yeah, I, I like regular <laughs> clam flavor, but not the funky kind. I can handle a little bit of that kind of, like, you know what I'm talking about. It's oh, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> there's, like, a line where you're, like, eating clams, and you're like, okay, this is good. And then it crosses, and you're like, wait a minute, there's some weird <laughs> funkiness going on in this, and then yeah. I'm not here for it. Um, do you like raw oysters? Yes. You do, yeah. So that has a similar funky thing going on with it that yeah. bad clam chowder does. It's like this like it almost tastes like the sea, but something fish... happened, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like fish don't taste like that. No. It's like I don't want to be gross, but it's almost like nasally flavored (laughs) there's some saline in there some kind of salty brine (laughs) you know what i mean it's like not good but it's like funky is the word i would use you know it's definitely funky have you ever had canned oysters oh god no and never i will never eat them yeah i'll eat those really yeah i will now is this a soup or is this like just like no they put, we shuck an oyster and we put it in a can? Yeah, and you sometimes really? they're smoky flavored. Sometimes oh they're that sounds it's like a sardine, but with Do you know how disgusting shellfish. that sounds. That sounds so gross. I I like them. They're okay. You do. You really I, do. I really do. I don't like sardines, but I like oh. canned clam oh products. Oh my god. <laughs> It sounds gross when I say it, but trust me, have, they're okay. Have you ever had Clamato? Do you know yeah. what that is? Yeah, that's what you put in the beer, right? Do you know what it is, though? Yeah, it's tomato juice and clam juice and <laughs> some other stuff. Yes, it is tomato juice and clam juice and, like, salt. I like it, yeah. You've had it before? Yeah. <laughs> really? You like it? You put it in beer, and it cures hangovers. Why would you put it in beer? Because it... Who (laughs) invented this? Like, let me put some clam juice in my tomato juice, and then add that to a beer. 
It kind of tastes like a Bloody Mary if you add hot sauce. Okay, but why clam juice? Like, why do you need to add that? Why not tomato juice? <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> like, what's the point of the clam part? I don't understand this. Yeah, like, you could add anything. Why'd you, why'd you pick that? <laughs> what, and why is clam juice even a thing? Like, who made clam juice? Like, there's plenty of other things we can get juices from. But someone was like, you know what would work really well in this tomato juice? Clam. It's like, well, we don't have juice for clams because there's no clam juice. So like, well, let's invent it so that we can put it in the tomato juice. It doesn't make any sense. But I think it's an acquired flavor. Where did you have it for the first time? Like, how did you have it? Like, what was the story? Was there a story? Or did you just try it? The first time I had it was one of those pre-mixed ones you can buy at the gas station. The chilada thing. Oh my god. Have you seen this? a gas station clam juice. I don't beer. know if there's clam juice in those, but mm-hmm. the first time I had that tomato beer, beer kind of thing was you in one, one of those. And I was like, ooh, this is good. And then you bought a, a Clamato. Yeah, and it tastes really similar and it's good and <laughs> I support it. Why not just tomato juice, though, in the future? Like, if you're at the store, let's say you're at the store, you really want, like, a beer Bloody Mary style thing, right? And you have your beer. You got your six-pack of, I don't know, what beer would you use for this? Modelo, probably. Modelo, great. You got your six-pack of Modelo. You're going to the tomato juice aisle. Tomato juice, there it is, V8. And then right next to it, Clamato. Which one are you reaching for? Probably Clamato. (laughs) Just for the extra clam part of it. It does something. It's it's good. Now, is there... I've never had Clamato. Does Clamato have the funkiness of the, like, canned clam? No, it's more It's more just a salty flavor. It's a salty thing. So it doesn't yeah. have any of the funk. There's... You can tell there's clam in... <laughs> you can... It's... It's a, Why would you want to tell there's clam in there? I don't understand this. On like a like a philosophical level, I don't understand why you'd put clam in juice. Like, we don't put meat in juice. We don't have, like, beef juice. Like yes, it's we, called stock. Well, you don't drink it as a beverage, though. You make, you make food with it. It's not like we're adding beef broth to our beer. That's true. Like that. That's a good point. But, but we're doing it with clam juice? I have a good idea now that you mention oh, that. God. Let's take, this is a great idea for a cocktail. You take a Modelo and some mm-hmm. tomato juice and you add beef stock. Mm-hmm. And then you mix Messy. them together and you drink it. That sounds disgusting. I mean, granted, I would drink that over a Clamato any day of the week, but it still sounds gross. I don't like mixing my food and beverages. I think that's my problem with this whole thing. Like, Yeah. I don't like that. Tomato juice is already close to the limit, you know, for me. So. Oof. I think it's good. What's your favorite soup, though? My favorite soup is like a tie. It's like a tie. I don't know. I have so many favorite soups. I like chicken noodle, obviously. That's like a classic. Classic. I really like French onion soup. Um, yeah, that's really good, too. Does, like, lobster bisque count as a soup? Because if it does, that's my favorite. I think it. I think if clam chowder counts, then lobster bisque counts. What about crab soup? It's like crab bisque. 
Yeah, I've had that. That's delicious, too. Okay, that, those are my favorites, though. I like how all our soups are seafood. Like, our favorite soups are all seafood-based. You're clam, and I'm lobster and crab. It's all, it's all shellfish. All of our soups are shellfish. You know, speaking of weird combinations, you wouldn't expect without trying it for shellfish and cream to go really well together. Like if you if you think about like cream you buy in the store next to the milk, yeah, and like a clam, yeah, <laughs> like no one would combine. I would those. not intuitively think that those two were made for each other, and yet here we are. Yeah, somehow. they're really good actually, though. You know, I think this is Italians are to blame for this because why would anyone combine clam and tomato or clam and cream? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like why clam was and is involved in all these other foods. Yeah, but the only reason, the only thing I can think of is like someone had a lot of clams or any shellfish, and we're like, well, we need to do something with this. Let's just throw a bunch of things. Let's just try a bunch of different things: tomato, cream, all the things, and then they just went nuts. You know what I mean? And here we are. They're all great. Like, <laughs> I are love they, the tomato ones too. Are they all great? Yeah. I know what you mean, but it's just weird that we've decided the clam goes with everything. But anyway, yeah. Uh, lobster or crab soup are probably my favorite ones. Uh, let's do our second trivia question. Second trivia question is about sports. What cool. lifeline will you use? Um, I'm really bad at sports. Money hole. Okay. Your question is, which of the following is not a term that is used in the game of golf? Okay, I can get this one. I'm it, good at golf. Is it A, a triple bogey? Is it B, offsides? Is it C, an ace? Or is it D, out of bounds? Triple bogey, offsides, ace, or out of bounds? Yep. I don't even need the money hall for this one. Because I know golf. And I know... There is no offsides in golf. So offsides, final answer. You're correct. Yes! I knew you'd get that one, but... Do you know what? Uh, that made me think... Like, what if there was offsides in golf? <laughs> <laughs> How would that even work? I don't know, because there's only one man. Like, you need... There needs to be two people for there to be an offside. He's, like, standing too close to the other guy as he's hitting. It's like, you're offsides. You got a penalty. Ten feet backwards. <laughs> you know? It could be. Right, it's that like would be the, awesome. If the other guy is standing too close to the guy hitting the ball, then that person is offsides, and they have to take a a feet penalty, and they have to move their ball back however many feet. You know, just like in football, right? They're like too close. Right? Okay, so like you get too close to the other guy's ball or his body. His body. His body. What if he like runs at you? You have to run away. <laughs> If he's up, you gotta run. You gotta make it more exciting. That would this would make golf really exciting. It would, cause like, so you got like a they, and then they have like a red yellow card system. Like they have refs that are like, oh, you got a yellow card because you like ran up to the guy. Like you shouldn't do that. But like okay. you can get away with it if you like make it out like you're running at something else. Like oh, I was trying to scare this bird away or something. Right. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> you know. And then if that's the case and the guy is still close to you, then he's offsides and he has to take a stroke penalty. 
So there's almost like a metagame you gotta play with the golf, you know? Yeah. And then, like, how close can you get to the guy to distract him without being called off sides? And it's all at the discretion of the ref, you know? It's kind of like stealing bases. Yeah. Like, it at is any point simple. during your swing. Like, you can do it. You can do it. Right. And you can also distract the other golfer, you know, like, eh. But that's offsides, too. Like, if the ref deems that too distracting, you're offside. So it's all about what you can get away with. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I need to try to distract him. And you can't, like, like if you're, like, making faces, the ref is like, okay, obviously that's a distraction. But, like, if you trip or if you, like, bump into a tree and you make a loud noise, maybe <laughs> that was an accident. So they can't necessarily call you offsides for that, you know. What if your mom calls you on the phone? You have to answer. That's your mom, you know. And and they're like, you can't pick up the phone. And you're like, well, she called three times. I thought it was an emergency. So I picked it up. <laughs> and I have to talk really loud because she's hard of hearing. So, you know, yeah. this is what happens. I like this game. It's like, we can call it like, you know how they have like, have like arena football? Yeah. It's like arena golf. Yeah. It's basically. played indoors. <laughs> <laughs> It's played at like Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Or uh what are the the top golf those places it's played there. <laughs> it's a good idea. The courses are a little shorter, you know, they're like half the size, but yeah. I like it. It's good. I like it. Yeah, it's a good sport. <laughs> um Alright. You are now a demon. What three things would be required to summon you? Okay. What do you got? Number one, we're going to need alcohol. <laughs> Any type in particular? I'll do sake. Ooh, I want to be like a nice. Japanese kind you're of demon. You're, you're a very classy demon. Yeah. Okay. So we need some sake. Mm -hmm. How about... I don't know what else. Incense, Why don't we do maybe? what each other would be? I like that, yeah. There you go. Okay. Yours is sake. I was going to do alcohol for you, but I didn't know what kind, so you've, you've helped me with sake. Sake. Mmm. This is hard. You can do it. First thing that comes to mind. A laptop? Okay. I like it. Because <laughs> you're on a laptop a lot, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Mmm. Um, this is hard. What would define you as a person? The third one's the hardest. Mm -hmm. Saki and the laptop are two obvious ones. I need something that really, really hits home your personality. You know it, what I mean? It doesn't have to. Like, if you think of does. any random thing. It does. I think I'm going to go with, okay, I don't know which animal... And it wouldn't have to be sacrificed. It just has to be there. Okay. So it's either a turtle or a lizard. But okay. I don't know which one would be better. I love it. I, that's perfect. That's all I need. Because you like reptiles and stuff. Yeah, so I do. I feel like... Yeah. Do you think a lizard or a turtle would be more fitting for you? Mm, I like lizards lizard. more. Like a bearded dragon or something like that? Yeah, one of like the neat iguana. lizards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Saki, a laptop, and a lizard. That's just kind of roaming around the pentagram or whatever. Like, you don't kill it. You just, like, let it kind of just roam around. Yeah. There you go. And you can let it drink some of the sake, too, if you want. 
All right, I'll do you now. All right, what do you got? You're going to need a margarita. <laughs> That's true. I like how our first thing is alcohol. <laughs> You're going to need a progressive rock album from 1971, probably. That's, that's good. I like it. <laughs> the and third one's the hardest one. The third one's hard. Maybe you should do an animal for me, too. Oh, yeah, I like the animal idea. Yeah. They don't kill them. You just let them wander around. <laughs> what kind of animal represents you? Uh... This is really hard. It is. The animal that I'm thinking of does not represent you. What is the animal? It's an ostrich. (laughs) But like a cowboy ostrich. I like it. So the one that I thought of, I was like, oh, it could be an owl. I really like owls and I relate to owls. But then I was like, no, owls are too chill. But then I thought, if there's an owl in your house, it wouldn't be chill at all. It'd be flying around everywhere and freaking out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, owl or ostrich, I think both would work. Because if they're in the house, they're going to be very anxious. Yes. And that works in any way. So, there you go. We've got it. <laughs> an ostrich. <laughs> It would be so big. How would you even get one of those? Things? It's really hard to summon you because, really... like, you have to get them to stand in the pentagram too. You know. Yes, and you need a a uh, like you need a copy of the album from 1971, not oh, a reprint, or, an original pressing. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have to go on Discogs and like pay some money to get this thing, you know, out there. So it's mine's complicated, you know. For you, you gotta go to like a a rare animal show to get this like lizard that you need. You know? Yeah. But and then yeah. a laptop, and then not hard to get. Some sake, pretty it's, easy to get. Yeah, pretty easy. Um, the laptop has to be running an obscure Linux distribution, <laughs> like one that's yes. really hard to install, like Arch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it's like double, it's like dual booted, right? It's like, it's, yeah. so it has like Windows and Linux on it at the same time, right? Yeah, yeah that works. <laughs> and you'd have to have done that like recently, but not recently enough for it to like break within a day. Like you had to have it up for like a few days to know that you've successfully installed it. Mm-hmm. You have to reboot it once to make sure it's still working. <laughs> An obscure Linux distro. That's good. Now that is. Now we're talking. Now this is something that actually would summon you. Uh, a bearded dragon, a laptop with with arch installed <laughs> on it, and sake. Some rare sake too, like some nice one, like fifty dollar one. You know, like a Ooh, yeah, like a nice a nice one. Um, this. Uh, Allosaurus asks us, how do you know if you truly like something? Like, how do you know that you like something because you like it and not because of what other people would think about that thing? I hope you get what I'm trying to say. LOL. Yeah, I get that. It's a really tough question. Because a lot of people are so influenced by other people's opinions of things Sometimes it's hard to tell if you actually like something genuinely or not. Yeah. Um, I don't personally have this problem because I hate everything equally. But some people might. I get that. Yeah. I think it's even hard to know because how do you tell if... I mean, let's just use a band, for example, 
and mm-hmm. you know I, I I like this artist so I I truly like this artist so I'm I don't know why I'm saying that but Lady Gaga for example sure. yeah do you really like Lady Gaga or do you just like how liking it makes you feel or Harry Potter or... well I think if liking it makes you feel a certain way then you truly like it but right. what you might like is the idea of liking it not... <laughs> but then you still like it though I think. Mm. The idea of liking it. But if it's giving you pleasure, I think you like it, regardless of how, uh, you know. I mean, you can go down layers. Like, what if you like it because you like the way that you think that it makes you feel, you know? Yeah. Whatever. But, or I don't know. You like it because it's what you're supposed to like and if you tell someone you like it it's like impressive like oh yeah i love harry potter i'm a big so harry potter nerd. maybe maybe the tell is if you like something and you can go along without having to mention it like if if you don't find the need to mention it all the time in order to get maximum liking out of the thing you like then you actually like it you know so, what I mean? Yeah. If you can like it privately, then you really yes. like it. Like, obviously, everyone that likes things likes to share about things that they like. Yeah. But if they can like it privately, like, if it's illegal, if it will be illegal to talk about this thing, whatever you... Like, if you're not allowed to legally talk about Lady Gaga to anyone ever again, would you still listen to Lady Gaga? I think that's how you can tell if you like it. Yeah, I, then, I would. Yeah. Then you, then you actually like it. Like, obviously, it would be nice to talk about people talk about lady gaga to people because it's because it's something you like and you like Mm -hmm. discussing that but if like that's separate from you liking it then i think you really like it and otherwise you're just liking it to have the enjoyment of other people being impressed by yeah seeing you like it whatever yeah what is the biggest tell like what is what is the one thing that when someone says they like it you're like are you sure do you know what (laughs) What i mean what do you mean? Give me so an example. someone says something like, ooh, I really like, oh, what's a good example? Mm, I can't think of anything. Any movie. Uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I actually like that movie, but. Okay. Someone not, said that. It's not a good example, though. Well, well, any I mean, you could do this with a lot of movies that that the general population likes. Like, I really like Iron Man or something. I don't know. Or any Marvel movie, right? And, you know, everyone likes that. So you assume that they're telling the truth. But at the same time, it's like, well, but everyone likes it. So do you really like it? Are you just saying that you like it? Because that's what people like. Uh, But that's not really a tell. How about something like Infinite Jest? Oh, that's a good like, example. Do you like it? Do or you? do you just like it? Quote unquote. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's a really good example. Any, any Ayn Rand book? There's another. Any obscure? Yes, any obscure high art or whatever, or like intellectual pursuit thing. Then it's like, do you actually like it, or do you like like? Do you just like pretend to like it, or any like modern art piece or something? Someone's yeah. like, oh, I really like that picture of that urinal. Remember that one? You know that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like about. my favorite piece of art. It's like, is it really? Or are you just saying that it's your favorite piece of art? Uh, so, yeah, sometimes I don't believe people like that. But, you know, if they want to pretend to like that, fine. I don't care. 
Have you ever asked for recommendations for books or movies on the internet and you wonder how many people are recommending things just so that their scene is like liking oh, it? Does that make I, sense? 95%. That's why I don't trust the internet for recommendations. I only 95%. trust 95% personal. Oh, yeah. Easily 95%. Because people love to brag about their tastes. That's like yeah. their favorite thing to do. Um I think it was a if it was extremely anonymous, you could go for it because right. then it's like, oh, I, I don't know, I'm not getting any credit for liking Infinite Jest. You know, I'm just some rando on the internet that like my account doesn't even exist. Like it's just an anonymous comment. You know, then I think I would believe it. But if it's gonna give you any cred on like a forum, or Reddit, or whatever, it's like, ooh, Timasis likes Infinite Jest. I saw that comment. He must be really cool. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like. Or some jazz album, right? It's yeah. Like, oh, we really like Whoa. Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. He must be really cool. You know, um, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know that site, Rotten Tomatoes? Mm-hmm. I don't trust anything on that site because all three Star Wars movies, the most recent ones, the most mm-hmm. recent trilogy, rather. Mm-hmm. People were hating on those on that website, but I loved all of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people hate things that you like and love things you hate. And it's like a weird thing we have going on in the culture right now where we're so homogenized with what we're supposed to like and hate. It almost feels like if you like something that everyone hates, like you're doing something wrong, you know? Yeah. And if you hate something everyone likes, you're also doing something wrong. Like, you're not really shamed for it. I mean, you kind of are sometimes, but it feels... Like, we're, we're so obsessed with, like, mutual homogenized opinion that it feels like if you have an opposite opinion, you're wrong. Like, you feel like something's wrong with you sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a weird feeling to have. Because, like, I've seen some people, like, y- you'll see this on, like, forums and on Reddit and on internet communities and social media and stuff. And people will post, like, you know, like, they'll, they'll watch some movie. Or play some video game or read some book or watch some TV show that everyone loves. And they'll post. They'll make a post and they'll say, hey, I tried this thing, but I didn't really, I wasn't really, they won't say the word I didn't like it. They'll say, because they'll use the phrase, I didn't really get into it. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. They'll never say I didn't like it. I couldn't get into the new Witcher series on Netflix. Does anyone have any advice on how I could get more enjoyment out of it? <laughs> that will be what they post. Not, I disliked it, it was bad. It was, I want to like it like you because I feel like I did something wrong. Yeah. Like, they, they feel like it? the burden is on them for disliking it. Yeah. Where in reality, it's just like, they don't like it. Just deal with it. It's, the, it's, it's over, you know? Yeah. And it's this bizarre thing I keep noticing. And people, like, feel bad for not liking something everyone likes. And they feel bad for liking something everyone doesn't like. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, I totally feel that. Because I remember when The Witcher came out, there were people... I was reading all these comments on the internet of, like, I couldn't really get into it. Does anyone have any advice? Like, maybe if I read the books or played the game, I would like the show better. I'd really like to get into it because I like the premise. Da-da-da-da. And all these people are, like, talking about how they couldn't, quote-unquote, get into it. And I remember I posted on the floor, on Twitter or something. I was like, The Witcher sucks. I hate it. It's bad. And people were like, What? How dare you? Da, 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 da. And like, because people are used to be people saying that they couldn't get into something, not that they hate it, you know? And it's it's weird that we've, as a society, are so obsessed with the mutual. Like, 
this like global opinion of things, you know. And I think it's because of Rotten Tomatoes and sites like that where it aggregates it all. And you can see a big number of like 90% of the people like this. And then if you don't like it, you're like, wow, something wrong with me. I didn't like this thing that 90% of the people like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's bizarre. That was well said. I totally agree with you. I don't know. What was the, what was the most recent thing that you hated or liked that everyone hated? Um, you know, a movie that comes to mind. Peter Dinklage was in a movie, I think, in 2018 called I Think We're Alone Now. Yeah. And it's... Other than Parasite, it's probably the best movie I've seen in five years. It's right, in a while. superb, yeah. and no one liked it online. People hate it. Yeah, people yeah. hated it. Yeah. And similarly, you really liked the last Star Wars movie, and people seem to hate that too. Yeah, I really liked the last Star Wars movie. So, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how this effect is. And <laughs> I know an example of something that you hated that everybody... Oh, <laughs> tell liked. me, tell me, tell me. It's The Witcher. I do. I hate it. It's sad. It's a bad show. It's boring. It's a boring show. Uh, I hate a lot of things that people like, though. I I enjoy being contrary. Uh, I do, and it's not because I enjoy being different. It's just that I like I like being independent, and I think people mm-hmm. like to accuse me of being contrarian a lot, and I think it's valid. But it's not that I like being being uh, like I don't. It's not that I like hating something other people like. I'm not hating it because I like to hate things. I'm hating, I'm just enjoying it because I like to know in my brain that I'm an independent thinker, you know? Like, it, it, like it's like the thing you do with the shrimp at the grocery store. Yes. You buy the frozen shrimp to know that you still have free will. Mm-hmm. It's like that with me. It's like knowing that I hate something that people love and love something that people like makes me feel like I'm still independent and I'm not being controlled by something else. Right. You know? Which is, it's a good feeling, you know, it feels good to have a opinion that is, is not, uh, is not popular. You have to get a little bit of that sometimes, or I mean, at least I do, or I go crazy. If I feel like I'm like everybody else all the time and I'm just going with the flow and, you know, yeah. not manifesting my own destiny, I go a little exactly. wild. So like, it feels good to be, to be different sometimes. Yeah. Um, anyway, do you want to do uh, our last trivia? final trivia question is about music Ooh, music i'm good at music uh but you might pick some like decade that i don't like or something like that uh i'm gonna do i use 50 50 money hall i'll do five second google okay your question is which iconic musician grew up on a christmas tree farm on a christmas tree farm yep on a christmas tree farm Okay. Is it A, Taylor Swift? Is it B, Snoop Dogg? Is it C, Willie Nelson? Or is it D, Kurt Cobain? God. It could be any of these. This is not This is not what I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, my first thought, and this is going to sound so bad... <laughs> My first thought is Taylor Swift. It just sounds right. You know, Do you know she, who Taylor Swift is? Yes, I know who okay. Taylor Swift is. Okay. She's a country music singer. Yes. But it just feels like she would grow up on a Christmas tree farm. I don't see Snoop Dogg growing up on a Christmas tree farm. You know what I mean? Like, I see Snoop Dogg growing up in the streets. You know, he's like fighting for his life and stuff. And I see Willie Nelson growing up on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. And I see, who's the other person? 
Uh, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain growing up in Seattle in a rainy apartment building with like a single mother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I see Taylor Swift. Sure, she's on a, like a big Christmas tree farm in Tennessee or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's my that's like where my brain goes. But I'll do my five second Google. I don't even know how to word this. Yeah, I don't know how you're gonna get this from Google. Right, I'm gonna just I'm gonna try. All right. Let me, uh, I'll let me know when you're ready. I guess I'm ready. All right. Ready. Go. Musician. Oh shit. Christmas. You're tree. out of time. <laughs> ah damn it. What'd you get? Uh, I only had time to type in musician Christmas tree because I misspelled musician in the beginning and I had to go back and do it. So I was hoping to type in musician Christmas tree farm because I thought that that might get me good results. But it did not. I only have results for the Home Depot musical Christmas trees and musical Christmas trees at Target musical christmas trees at wayfair musical christmas trees on pinterest musical christmas trees on amazon musical christmas trees on bed bath and beyond so yeah this is not this is not what i wanted in any way uh so i'm gonna have to take a wild ass guess and i'm gonna go with my original instinct which is taylor swift final answer taylor swift is correct really yeah she really did oh man i i like i just felt it yeah, it's. I'm sad that it was so obvious, but all right. I'm gonna add farm to the end of this query and see if it brings me anything better. Okay, okay. See, this would have worked because I have the results, and I first is just Christmas tree farms near me. Mm-hmm. Next is videos. Taylor Swift Christmas tree farm. Okay, so. She literally has a music, a song written by written by Twilight Taylor Swift called "Christmas Tree Farm." Did you know that? It pays homage to her heritage as a Christmas she, tree farmer. Yeah, she has a ta- song called that. "Christmas Pop" as the genre. Wow, that's something I did not ever expect to know, and here I am knowing it. So that's exciting. Uh, you want to do a couple more asks? Do you have anything you want um, to bring up before? I have ask open if you want me to grab, uh, grab a random uh, one. Oh, let's talk about something real quick. This has to do with the coronavirus, but it's not doom and gloom. It's why is everyone buying toilet paper? Like, what is happening with society? Is it is it some kind of weird advertising thing? I'm worried it I is. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. So, so like, people are hoarding the weirdest stuff. And we'll just talk about this for a second. Because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you would think, first things you think people hoard, right? Canned goods, non-perishable goods, um, uh, soap, you know, water. Yeah, disinfectants, things, yeah. But people are hoarding toilet paper, meat, literally meat. Milk. Go to the store, there's no meat. Eggs. Which lasts a week. Mm -hmm. Eggs. And they're buying, like, enough to last them, like, months. And it's like, hey... Guess what's going to go bad in like a week? All that stuff you just bought. Um, so it doesn't make any sense. And then they're hoarding toilet paper, which is really weird because it's not like we're going to the bathroom more because of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I'm going to the bathroom. Maybe less. you're not. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's like it's the virus doesn't affect your 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 ability to go to the bathroom. 
So I'm not sure why toilet paper is like this thing that's become, and almost I kind of feel like it's become a meme, and the meme has like made a vicious cycle of people buying it because it's a meme now. You know what I mean? Like, I really think that it's because of the panic thing because maybe it started out as a meme but then when everyone hears that toilet paper is running out that's panic inducing you cannot be the last person to get toilet paper because true. i mean i don't buy it very often but when i do i need it <laughs> yeah everybody does so you're like oh they're gonna run out so i need to yeah. buy more of it so if but here's the everybody buys it at the same if everybody buys more than they usually do at the same time that can create shortage i guess so it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy like they yeah. think they're gonna run out so they keep buying it and then they're like but here's the thing people keep buying it right it's like okay i got a whole thing a 16 pack i better go back and get another one because i'm gonna run out it's like a 16 pack will last you like two months like why do you need maybe three months depending on how many people in your family like why do you need that much toilet paper like do you think they're gonna run out like do do they think the world supply of toilet paper is going to just expire at some point? And it's like this is all the toilet paper we can make for now until ever. You know? Yeah, I mean on the list of critical survival supplies, toilet paper is not top ten for me. No. It's I mean I have enough, but now yeah. I'm worried that I don't have enough. Like no, I'm not worried that I don't have enough. I'm worried that by the time that I need to go back to the store to get toilet paper, there will be none left. And that is why there's none left cuz everybody feels that way probably. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like they go get a big box. They come home and they're like I got enough to last me 3 months. I'm golden. And then you, they see all these other people buying toilet paper, and they're like, maybe there's not going to be toilet paper left in three months. Yeah. Maybe I need to get another one. So they go buy more. And then they see a week later, the stores, are, the shelves are still gone of toilet paper. And I'm like, crap, maybe I'm not going to have any more toilet paper in six months. So I need to go back. And then it's just a key, it keeps going, and it's like a vicious cycle of toilet yeah. paper. But I bet who loves, I bet I know who loves this, the toilet paper company. Big toilet paper. They're That's <laughs> who loves this. Big toilet is having a field day right now. Yeah. The grocery stores are still open. So every time, I mean, people are still probably going to the grocery store with regular frequency. And every Mm -hmm. time you go to the grocery store, you see the toilet paper aisle empty. So if you happen to go and there is some there, even if you already have like a year (laughs) worth, it's like, well, it's there. If I don't get this, someone else will. (laughs) And I need it more than they do. I'm going to get it. Do you, you feel like there has to be a breaking point, though, right? Where we, we stock up on so much toilet paper as Americans. We're like, I don't ever need to buy toilet paper again. <laughs> like, I don't need this. Like, in, like, two months, we'll just be like, why am I buying all this toilet paper? You feel like, I feel like there has to be a breaking point, right, with that? Yeah. Do you, like, go home one day and look at your toilet paper collection and think, what have I done? Like, <laughs> like it's filled up, like, four cabinets or four like linen closets you know a whole closet worth of toilet paper you have like six boxes of toilet paper yeah and you're like okay i think i'm i think i'm good i have a i have a preferred brand of toilet paper but Mm -hmm. if i had a year's worth of toilet paper and i knew that i was committed to that single brand for a year it would make me nervous because what if i find another one that i like better you know yeah that's true and i just have to use the inferior one for the rest of my life so I'm worried now that 
I have like nine rolls, eight rolls of toilet paper left. I did count yesterday. I was like, I've got eight rolls. That should last me a while. But I'm worried that when I like go back to get toilet paper, everyone's going to be out. Like, it's going to be out. And that's why people keep stocking up because they're afraid. Like, oh, when I run out, it's going to be gone. Yeah. So like, should I like should I buy more toilet paper? I don't want to be part of the problem, but at the same time, I only have one case. You know what I mean? Like one thing. You know. Yeah, I say maybe get a little bit extra, but I wouldn't go crazy and. Don't go crazy. Yeah, don't go crazy with it. All right. Maybe I'll I'll see where we're at as a society when I have like three rolls left. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe like five, you know. It's like once I get halfway through my stock, I'll be like, all right, where are we at as a society? Am I going to be able to get toilet paper when I need it? And if not, I should go on the hunt for toilet paper. Yes. I think that's a solid plan, yeah. All right, thank you. If it makes you feel better, I was able to go to the grocery store today, and I got a rotisserie chicken. I got some canned stuff. You know, I was able to shop really? pretty much normally. I bought yogurt. That's perishable, but I'm going to eat it fast. Really? Yeah, I got, like, normal well, groceries. You guys' are you guys's restaurants aren't all closed down yet, are they? Uh, most of them are takeout only. <laughs> oh, okay. Ours are, too. Because ours grocery stores are just like, nothing is there. You can't get anything. And it's scary because people are stocking up on stuff. But they're going to throw all this food away. Like, I guarantee it, right? Because meat only lasts so long. Like, you get a steak. You're not going to eat seven steaks in, like, three days. You know what I mean? Like, you can it's freeze not possible. Them, but... Yeah, so, like, when I go back, I'm going to be like, oh, I can't get anything. The store is not stocked. And it's just people are being so stupid with this panic buying. It's like, I don't know. Anyway, um, let's do a last question. Uh, oh, this is a good one. How do I find out my friend's favorite candy without it seeming suspicious? I don't know why this is a question. I've been trying to help my friend, A, ask out a different friend, B. We're thinking of having me ask B what her favorite candy is so I can tell A, so A can give some to B when he asks her out. However, how can I find a way to ask B what her favorite candy is without it being suspicious? I don't text B super often, so I need a good excuse. Did you get all that? Yeah, I did. I think I understand the situation. Yeah. So you got A and B. Someone is and trying to help their crush learn the favorite candy so that No, he can... someone is trying to help their friend learn their friend's crush's favorite candy. Oh, so okay. He's trying to wingman the... a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, yes. Uh that's a good question. Just ask what your favorite candy is. What's your favorite candy? LOL. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could get um get a candy that no one likes like an almond oh, joy that's it <laughs> like one that if you sorry but if you like that candy you're just what if she likes almond joy your plan is ruined if she likes almond joy you take a selfie of you eating an almond joy because she doesn't okay. like those let's got it be real and then you text you, it to her you text it to her you're like i'm enjoying my favorite candy okay. and almond Hold joy on. There's why you no context texting a picture of you eating an Almond Joy to some girl that you don't know very well. Because you're bored? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. He has her number. They they know each other. Yeah, but like, why would you, would you text me a picture of you eating an Almond Joy for no reason? No, you no. would not. No, I wouldn't. 
it's it would be suspicious if i got a picture of somebody eating an almond joy i'd be like what's this ulterior motive here something's going on <laughs> and i don't know what it is but something's happening with this all right you find an inside joke that you all share okay and you find a way to spin that joke into you eating an almond joy okay and then you text the picture with I don't know. I, okay. Maybe the picture a, is just a little too weird. No, here we go. Mm-hmm. You have a meme that y'all like, right? Mm-hmm. You recreate the meme with yourself. Eating the almond joy. That's that's just part of the that's not part of the meme. That's you're eating an almond joy at the same time as you're doing the meme. Mm-hmm. And you send a picture to her and like a bunch of people if like you have a group chat or something. Right. And then you're like, LOL, I'm doing the meme. And then, you know, maybe people talk. And then you're like, ooh, Almond Joys are gross. Yeah. And then you get it started like, oh, what's y'all's favorite candy? Da, da, yeah. Da, da. Like, oh, if Almond Joys are so gross, what are yours, Mr. Yes. You know, not good taste in candy? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. I think. Maybe, maybe you can be extra weird about it. Okay. For six months, you can drop hints that your favorite candy is Almond Joy. I think this person is looking at a shorter timeline than six months. But maybe if he's playing the long game, sure. Then at month six, everybody already knows you love Almond Joy. So it's not weird for you to like do the meme thing. It's like it's an established fact. That you're the weird person. That you're the that Almond likes. Joy guy. Yeah. Okay, here's the drawback of that. You have to eat almond joy <laughs> for six months. <laughs> you're really committing to your wingman if you're doing that. <laughs> you're pretending to love almond joy for six months. Oh, God. That's a long time to pretend to like almond joy. I don't think I would do that for you. No offense. I think I would eat almond joys for six months for you. I would do it. All right. I would do it, too. I would do it. I wouldn't like it, but I'd do it. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't like it either. Those are terrible. But I would do it. I would do it for you. There's only a couple of people I'd do it for, and you're one of them. So congratulations. Thank you. That makes me feel really good. Uh, who's our sponsor today, Batsnacks? Our sponsor today is Almond Boys. <laughs> when you don't want almond joy, but want an alternative. Yeah, that sounds weird. <laughs> Almond Boys, it's a discount version, cheaper than Almond Joys. Uh, hoard them now while you still can. Uh, when you're feeling a little down. Uh, it's okay to frown, because things are pretty, <laughs> bad. pretty bad. Uh, good night, everyone. Drive safe and be healthy. Be safe. Bye.